0: Good morning, everybody. Today is Saturday, June 26, 2021. My name is Bill Woodcock, and you're watching or listening to another edition of Forward Maryland. I'm coming to you live from the stands at the athletic field at Howard High School in Ellicott City, Maryland. This is my alma mater. I graduated here in 1985, and on this beautiful yet hot and humid Saturday morning, in the county of Howard, I thought of no better place than to come to record today's podcast than here in the heart of it all, and some may say where it all began. I grew up a few miles from here, again, went to high school here, and, and uh, this place brings back so many memories, uh, most of them terrific, um, and uh, it's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to sit and share a little bit with you today. You will notice that, uh, you know, uh, Howard is the home of the double blue, Yay, you know, for those Toronto Argonauts fans out there, you know what I'm talking about, the uh, royal blue and, and light blue sky blue, a.k.a. Cambridge blue and Oxford blue. Uh, but, of course, with an American take on it, and I am wearing my uh, L.A. Dodgers uh, shirt to commemorate that. I have a Howard Ice shirt somewhere, but um, doubting you would want to see that after so many years. Uh, you know, as, as a quick pass, you know, I'm going to see the Dodgers play the Nationals on July 4th, looking very for, much forward to that. Uh, wouldn't it be a cool thing if the Dodgers uh, took a series uh, against the Mets in Brooklyn? At some point, uh, if the Dodgers actually return to Brooklyn, especially since we're coming up, I think, in 2015 of the 60th, or is it 2017, uh, or she was, I guess 2022 would be the 55th anniversary of the Dodgers in Brooklyn. Look, if the White Sox can play the Yankees in the Field of Dreams field in Iowa, I tend to think we can work out a way to have the Dodgers play the Mets in Brooklyn. Uh, I think that would be fun. Make it happen, NLB. Other sports stakes I have, uh, the NBA conference finals are well underway. My hope for an NBA final is Phoenix versus Milwaukee. I think Phoenix is clearly the better team, the hotter team, the younger team, the rising team uh, against the uh, L.A. Clippers. And I'll have to admit, it's not so much that I like the Milwaukee Bucks so much. I hate the Atlanta Hawks. Um, especially this Trey Young, their point guard. He just, you know, he's a showboat. He's a crier. Looks like an infant. Acts like an infant. Uh, I just hope, you know, Giannis and 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 crew and uh, and uh, Milwaukee just 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 destroy them. Uh, congratulations to the Baltimore Orioles for breaking the twenty-game road losing streak. Go O's! Now please get to that seventy-game win projection that I had for you at the beginning of the year, although that's looking dim. And I do see where in the NFL, they have relaxed uniform rules, or I should say updated uniform rules and have provided an exemption so that teams can wear more than one different uh, helmet with their uniforms starting in the year 2022. Uh, This has been taken with great delight by fans of the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the thought is is that this will bring back the yellowish-orange creamsicle uniforms with the uh, complete with the white helmet with the red and orange stripes with Bucco Bruce on the side. Uh, For those of you Ravens fans out there, um, yeah, it could bring back the winged B, but I would actually rather see us go in a different direction. We never really had a great amount of success with the winged B. Uh, and for you Washington football fans out there, no, you're going to have a new name in 2022. Uh, this is not going to bring back anything with the uh, side of a head of an Indian on it. Um, just, you know, it's not going to happen. But I'm not here to wax sports stuff. I'm here to talk about items of the day. And there are several that are on my mind this fine Saturday. As I look at the glorious water tower uh, overlooking Howard High School. Would you like to see the water tower? There it is. That's the water tower. Um, you know, it, it, was, uh, it was much more plain in my day. It was, it was all light. So uh, good on you, water tower. Um, Coming up on 40 years, still strong. Anyway, first and foremost today, yesterday's sentencing of former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin to 22 and a half years for the murder of George Floyd. Is this a fair sentence? I believe the most he could have gotten was 30. I don't think there's anybody who cares about social justice who believes truly that this is a fair sentence. There are federal cases that are coming up which could extend his time in prison. Uh, but considering how the, uh, the U.S. justice system and certainly uh, in Minneapolis and in Minnesota, um, police officers don't get convicted of crimes against people, um, it's, it's a pretty momentous thing for that state. Uh, so, uh, whereas not fully satisfying and not fully everything that I know I personally would want, um, it's, a, it's a start. It's a start. I hope uh, family, friends, people who care about the George Floyd case um, can find a, a modicum of peace in this. Um, it just shows that there is so much more work yet to do uh, and so many more people out there in this country for whom justice needs to be sought, The second greatest bit of uh, news in this country, or I should say most significant piece of news, um, is the infrastructure deal that President Biden struck with a bipartisan group of senators, 21 of them, uh, which will supposedly ensure that the $1.2 trillion deal passes with 60 senators support, Uh, meaning that 10 Republicans, of course, support it. Um, I still have a feeling Mitch McConnell is going to try to scrap the whole thing. But uh, uh, frankly, I mean, you look at what happened also this week with the collapse of the building of the apartment building in um, in Miami or condo building. It looks like it's a very tragic thing over. I mean, up to 150 people dead. Um, You know, the, the, the collapse of the bridge over 295 earlier this week. There's a lot of stuff that needs to happen in our infrastructure. This is not supposed to be happening in the United States. You know, during those last four years when the, uh, the dim bulb was president, uh, we came to expect much less of ourselves as Americans, and we came to expect that it was okay for us to be less. And it it shouldn't be. This is the greatest country on the earth. This is the greatest country that's ever existed. We have proven time and time again that when we are unified, we can truly move mountains and truly do things that have never been seen in human existence. Uh, We have to get back to that way again and we have to stop our nonsense. So um, I'm okay with the infrastructure deal. Um, We need help with infrastructure and we need it now. Next item. Three years ago, uh, a friend of mine named Wendy Winters, uh, who was a uh, reporter for the Annapolis Capital Gazette, and some of her colleagues were killed by a shooter. Uh, The alleged shooter, although how alleged can he really be, was pulled out of the uh, site um you know was an aggrieved uh resident of laurel who had had some negative press written about him in the paper he was a poor landlord uh had some other legal problems and he decided to take it out on the staff so wendy is one of two people who i've known very closely uh who have been killed by uh, handgun violence in mass shootings so uh, the, because of numerous circumstances, mostly involving the defense in this case, the uh, trial for, that, uh, for this person um, is just starting with jury selection that just happened this week. No, uh, no speedy justice for those who can't speak for themselves, I guess. Uh, at any rate, um, the next phase of the trial is scheduled to begin on Tuesday. And I know I am going to be watching this trial with incredible interest. And uh, I would, I'm very interested to see what happens with this gentleman. I, I know there are issues of this gentleman's mental capacities, his intellectual capacities. Um, my personal take is that he is hiding behind them uh, and that this is simply a mean person, a nasty person, a person who has faced society sanctions before and was unrepentant about them and is using those, used those sanctions as an excuse to go out and kill people. Um, we'll see what happens, like I said, but basically I want nothing except, um, you know, I wish Marilyn had the death penalty for this case. I'll be quite honest with that um, because I'm not sure this gentleman deserves to walk the earth. Um, but I will take life without parole. I will accept that. And uh, anything less than that would, would in my mind, uh, not be true justice. Um, so I talked a lot about justice, talked a lot about things, um, you know, that we need and uh, talked a lot about philosophy. That kind of lends itself to a question that was posed by my intrepid uh, forward Maryland co-host Jason Booms, and a recent post of his blog Spartan Considerations. And the the, the post was about uh, land use and politics and and uh, uh, you know housing and affordable housing in in Howard County. Um, And I believe could have been, you know, tacked on to include beyond. And I kind of missed the window of opportunity to to uh, contribute to that conversation. Though of course, I have my opinions. But the last question he wrote is one that I think is very timely and very, uh, very useful, especially since, um, you know, it is now election season. And there are lots of people, elected officials, people running for office, people who claim to run PACs, people who claim to be activists, people who claim to be master communicators, people who claim to be people in the know of people you ought to talk to if you wanna get elected to something, people you ought to suck up to. And that word is progressive. And this, so this is obviously pointed towards my, my brothers and sisters on the left side of the aisle. And so Jason asks the musical question, what is a progressive? And whereas I've always considered myself to be of a little bit more moderate temperament than many, uh, I do consider myself progressive. And I will answer, I will take the time to answer on this very podcast in mere seconds, what I believe a progressive to be. Um, I believe a progressive is somebody who believes that the state of the world is better when we are moving towards things and towards actions that solve the present problems and also the long-term problems of society. Um, A progressive is someone who is socially, economically, uh, internationally open to new possibilities, new ways of thinking things, new ideas. A progressive uh, roots their philosophy in founding principles and original principles principles such as the Constitution of the U.S., the Constitution of the state of Maryland, um, but they believe in the Charter of Howard County or whatever jurisdiction you're part of. But you believe that those documents were created by wise and, and enlightened people in order to be interpreted and, and reimagined um uh, periodically over the years so that's my definition of progressive if that's your philosophy then you can be a progressive so there's a lot of talk lately about you know you're not a progressive if you don't believe that there should be more women and people of color running for office in elected office there's a talk about you're not progressive if you uh, kowtow up to corporations or uh, special interests, um, you know, or in cases of local land use developers and development interests. Um, I'm not so sure about that. I'm not so sure that those are tests of progressive qualities, Uh, I would maybe use the word socialist, um, and I would gladly use that word in terms to describe, for example, I believe all political campaigns from president of the United States down to dog catcher, or in this case, in Helco, judge of the orphans court, ought to be publicly financed. They truly should Uh, take all the influence out. Let it be publicly financed. I would gladly pay more tax dollars. Do I believe then in socialized political campaigns? Yes, I do. Um, Do I believe in monitoring of of election campaigns? Yes, I do. Um, Because there are way too many, you know, dark money sources, way too many uh, avenues for people on every part of the political spectrum to game the system for themselves. Um, So, yeah, you know, I, I don't think we should fall away from the s-word where we have these these leanings um do i believe in you know more women and persons of color in elected office absolutely do i believe that is a be-all and end-all to solving um uh problems of social justice of of inequity that exist in all of our public systems and of course it goes into private entities sorry my pen just blew off private entities how private enterprises conducted the marketplace no i definitely don't think that's a be all end all i definitely don't think that's that's a solution um but it's part of a solution it helps solve a problem it helps address a problem um do i believe in throwing money at every single problem that exists? No. I believe in in providing people access to opportunity. I believe in providing people access to growth. I believe that working class people, whether they be white, black, brown, yellow, red, polka dotted, um, have not had access to opportunity. And I believe that it's because of that lack access to opportunity. The people get scared and they do crazy things. They storm the U.S. Capitol. They, they argue for the, ins- the armed insurrection and overthrow of, 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 of our government. Um, they argue, you know, they, they put up stupid signs on highways. They, you know, print stupid t-shirts. Um, they just do stupid things and whereas there has been one uh, organized political party in the United States that seems to um, you know cater and market to those people uh, I'm not sure the other one is that far behind uh, to be honest Um, because you know it's all the same thing It's, it's playing upon fear and it's playing upon fear of the other and and I do believe that both sides uh in their organizational um you know in their organizational framework play upon their bases you know play upon ginning them up and stirring them up spinning them up and creating conflict um you know and 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 that's and that is what i think is the unfortunate thing about politics when i was in the 80s, a, a young activist, you know, I, you know, I, I spent the eighties and into the nineties believing in ideas and believing that those with the strongest ideas um, win. Now I don't believe that anymore. I believe that ideas are important, but I, I believe now that the culture we have is, is 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 won by those with the with the marketing message, you know. Um, You know, what's Larry Hogan done for the state of Maryland? He's done two things. He dropped the fees on the toll bridges uh, and the roads. Uh, Actually, no, he did three things. Um, He uh, did do good stuff to uh, uh, protect the crabbing and to protect the bay for a few years. He's since gone back on that. And he did a better than average job um, with uh, COVID response, although he also kind of backtracked on that. Um, Any good capable public manager could have done those things. Uh, There's nothing special about this man. Um, Whereas I'll be honest, I thought that there was something special about O'Malley, thought there was something special about Ehrlich, Glenn Denning and all the ones before. Uh, I did not vote for all of those people, but I can say where they've done stuff, but there was nothing special about this man. They're damn sure wasn't anything special about the the previous prior president, um, you know, which is sad. Um, so we've got to, we've got to elevate our game. We've got to up who we are and, you know, bleeding about, you know, you know uh, corporate Democrats and pointing to the other side and yelling and screaming about, you know, someone betrayed us, you know, it's, it's all noise. It's all noise. One side or the other or the other. It's all noise. And I said three sides there for effect. I mean, there's actually four sides, frankly. There's, I think, two wings of of the Republican Party. I think now there's at least two wings of a Democratic Party in this country, and I think that well that scales down to the state, and 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 uh, you know and localities as well. So that's what I think a progressive is. And I know I, I I took you all on a little bit of a of a monologue, a little bit of political philosophy, but I think it's important that I do so because. In 2022, it's going to be none the more important to be able to discern between people who are generally concerned for finding solutions that everyday people can use to enhance the quality of their lives and who is just out there spouting nonsense. And, you know, this could be, you know, it could be the gadfly politician with, you know, you know, festooned with stickers and buttons from head to toe, you know, raising his voice and saying the rent's too damn high at candidate forums. Or it could be the candidate for governor or some other high ranking office who's raised six, seven or eight figures, who has all the slick you know, mailers and TV ads. Um, You know, phonies come every color, size, shape, and creed and belief system. And we really need to find the people who want to help. You know, um, unfortunately uh, this, you know, this line from uh, Mr. Rogers is uh, usurped uh, by some people who I don't think are you know, altruistically motivated who I know in politics, but truly, this is a time to look for the helpers. I do think that we are not out of the woods yet in terms of our protection and our return of the great experiment of democracy that is the United States of America back to where it was, Um, back to where it was before the 2016 elections, back to where it was before, the 2008 election and the insane person who was the uh, vice presidential nominee back before 1994 when a speaker of the house you know chose to wage war against the popular president by you know instituting all sorts of class warfare and every ism in the book um you know we're not there yet we've got to get there if we don't get there then I'm concerned about the sort of country my kids and their kids are gonna grow up. So this is a big one, folks. You know it's been said before um, and used in trite manners, but uh, this is a big, it's a redistricting year. Um, it is a midterm election. Uh, there are uh, balance in the Senate and the House are very close federally in the state of Maryland. Uh, You know, our last four governors have two Republican, two Democrat, Uh, you know, this could tip, you know, this could, this governor's race in Maryland could start to tip the fortunes of the state for the next 20 years. And, um, you know, we have, there's too much at stake. There's too much at stake. Um, You know, and the last thing I'm going to say is this, I don't see this. So much, you know. I just said both political parties are split into two wings. Um, it's also split amongst, you know, people who want good, and people who want bad, and there is a considerable portion of the Republican Party that I believe who just wants bad. I think there's a little bit of left of of of, of uh, left thinkers who just want bad, who just want to burn the whole house down. Uh, and they're very noisy and, uh, you know, they, they maybe have voice that outweighs their, their impact because they certainly haven't had much in the way of electoral uh, support or victory to, to look at. Um, but it's certainly much more prevalent in the Republican Party. And so, you know, it's up for rational people to decide the future of this state, this nation next year's elections and our work will definitely have consequences just a little something to think about on a saturday morning while i'm here hanging out in my old bicycle i hope you've enjoyed today's episode of forward maryland we are back on the uh beam of of uh reaching out to current elected officials, people who are running for office statewide, locally, otherwise everything in between. Uh, And so there will be many more announcements in the coming weeks of folks who will be uh, folks who will be uh, uh, on this fine podcast. I have not forgotten yet to talk about reopening and about my workplace. Uh, I will do that in the next episode. And when will that episode be coming? Um, I'm thinking Wednesday night. So with that, I wish you all a happy Saturday, a terrific weekend. My name is Bill Woodcock and you have been listening or watching this edition of Forward Maryland. Have a great holiday. every. Have a great weekend, everyone. Take care. <laughs>